0: hi everyone from my side a warm welcome to our service today i'm so glad that you decided to join us we are online only for a couple of weeks but it's so great it's given me the privilege something i don't always get to do is spend time with my family over the christmas season because we are normally leading our church and this year i've got the opportunity to actually be with my family and still be with you my church family so i'm actually recording this all the way in Port Shepston, KwaZulu-Natal from my parents' place. It's warm, it's humid, but it is great being with my family and being with you online today. So thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, we wanna give a warm welcome to you as well. You're so welcome at our service. We are busy with a series called Light Has Come. A series about the light that Jesus brought into the world when it was at its darkest, And I don't know what 2020 has been like for you. Maybe it was a dark year. Maybe it was a difficult year. But I believe that Jesus came to bring light, not only when he was here on earth 2,000 years ago, but to bring light into our world here in 2020 when it might have been a difficult year for us. And if you are tuning in for the first time, I want to tell you that this series, this whole Christmas series, Light, has come is not about what you can do for God this Christmas or how you need to change your life. This series is a little different. This series is about what Jesus has done for us, about His light that came into our life. So during this service, I'm not going to put extra burden on you or try to make you feel guilty about about maybe focusing on a lot of things during Christmas and, and feeling like I haven't been paying enough attention to Jesus. This series is about resting and settling in to what Jesus has already done for us. Now today I wanted to talk a little bit, I wanted to start with a story. My parents, although they are not perfect like no one's parents will ever be perfect because human beings are not perfect I grew up with really awesome parents and my dad my dad and I are actually a lot alike in in numerous um, in numerous ways but my dad is the one person that I would always go to when I needed counsel in my life so even today that I'm a grown man with my own family if I need to make a big decision like buying a car buying a house selling a house starting a church the first person I would always go to the First, people are my parents, but specifically my dad, because I know if I go to my dad. Although his answer might not be perfect, I might follow it, I might not follow it, what I do know is this, I know that my dad wants the best for me. I know that my, my dad wants to help me to find a direction in my life with whatever I'm busy with that will lead to good things in my life, that would lead to my prosperity, to my health, to uh, my family flourishing and not to bad things. So my dad is a soundboard, my dad is a counselor to me, my dad um, brings wisdom in Into my life he brings direction into my life I know I can trust him and I don't know what your experience has been with a father here on earth maybe your experience was like mine maybe it was a good experience maybe you still go to your dad if you need help with something maybe your experience was a bad experience not such a good experience but the one thing I do know whether your dad was good whether your dad was not so good. We all long for a healthy relationship with the father figure in our life. We all long for wisdom. We all long for direction that comes from a father. And therefore today, the second part of our series, Light Has Come, the second topic that we're going to cover is this, a father like no other. Our topic today is a father like no other. And I want to read to you again from the book of Isaiah. Last week, we read the But we read the bigger part of it today. We're only going to read verse 2 and verse 6 from Isaiah 9. Let's read verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And then verse 6. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Now, we talked last week about this mighty God that brings light into the darkest moments of our life. No matter how difficult, no matter how dark 2020 might have been, God brings a mighty light into our lives. But today, I want to talk about two words that we find in this, wonderful counselor and everlasting father. Because there is no better counsel than from a father that loves you. And the last two weeks, it's been interesting. I spoke to numerous people in our church and outside of, of our church. People had to make seriously big life decisions. Some of it directly influenced by by 2020 and COVID-19. Some people lost their jobs. Some people's businesses are really struggling. Some people are facing health issues. And the thing that everyone says is, I wish I had some good direction. I wish I knew what to do. It's like saying, I wish I had counsel that showed me exactly where to go. We all experience this need for external help. We want someone to give us a bit of direction in life. And I think especially during this Christmas time, it's the end of the year. We kind of settle into everything. We are tired. We just want to have some off time, spend time with our family. But Christmas also tells us that the next year is coming. For this year, 2021 is coming. And we are sometimes worried about what's coming and we all wish we had some counsel, we all wish we could just find some comfort in where we would be going. Now the Israelites, or at least here the northern kingdom that Isaiah was writing about, they also needed this. They were destroyed by the Assyrians. This is about 800 years that the prophet um, was working, about 800 years before Jesus came. But they needed light in this dark moment of their life. They needed counsel. They needed direction because some of the people were taken away in exile. They were suffering as the slaves of another king. They weren't sure what to do, where to go, and they needed help. And he's telling them, that a light is going to come into this world and part of this light, the light that Jesus will be bringing into this world is that he will be two things that we need that, that goes together, a wonderful counselor and an everlasting father. And I wanted to first speak to you about this counselor and our need for a counselor. Why is this so important for us? Obvious answer, we all get stuck at a fork in the road and that could be, with where you should be living, that could be what job you should be choosing, that could be what your next step in life should be, whether you should have a child, whether you shouldn't have a child now, whether you should invest or not invest, keep your house, sell your house, move to a bigger place, move to a smaller place, what you should do. We all get to these forks in the road where we don't know where to go. And then we wish we could just speak to someone who could tell us like, this is the right road to pick. Now what isaiah is saying is he is saying that jesus the light he brings he brings a light as a wonderful counselor and it's easy for us to think of a psychologist for us to to have this image of us sitting or lying on this couch and jesus sitting on this chair with a clipboard or an ipad and writing everything down we're saying but when he is talking about a counselor He's not talking about a counselor the way we would talk about a counselor. Okay, counselor today is more passive. They would listen to you and help guide you based on where you want to go. But a counselor in the biblical times was someone who would specifically give active direction and often it was used with reference to an army that would lead to victory. So for example in Proverbs 24 verse 6 we read that for by wise guidance you will wage war and in abundance of counselors there is victory. So it's a very active, if you don't have counselors, if you don't have guidance, you're going to lose a war. But if you do have guidance and counsel, you will win the war. It is an active leading. And this is literally what Jesus did when he was on earth. Okay, Jesus didn't just sit in the synagogues and, and preach good things about God. Jesus actively counseled and led people on the right path. Jesus encouraged people to believe in him. He was the truth, the way and the life. He encouraged them to come and find rest in Him when they were tired. He healed people. He parted them from their sins. He gave them new direction. He advised His followers to do to other people as they would like people to do to them. So He taught them how to behave towards others. He taught them how to behave in a humble way, in a manner way. Jesus taught people to to, when they're facing persecution to go through that, to bury cheerfully. Um, He taught them how to love one another, how to pray It was a very active leading where people didn't have to like sit and talk to a counselor. And and then he's kind of like, hmm, that sounds good. And maybe you can try this or or how do you feel about this? No, Jesus was actively leading them and giving them counsel that led to them flourishing in relationships with God, in relationships with each other. Everything they did, Jesus gave them active counseling. And the word wonderful counselor, theologians are are kind of like in two minds about how we should translate it. Is it wonderful counselor or wonder counselor? And there's a bit of confusion about how exactly to translate it because we, but, but I think no matter how we translate it, the same thing is true. We sometimes use wonderful for everything. Oh, this dessert is wonderful. But the word wonderful is about something so much more wonderful or wonder means that, that it transcends my understanding. That is mind blowing. It is awesome. It is amazing. I, I cannot fully grasp how beautiful this is. So when we say that Jesus is a wonderful counselor, he's not just someone who actively leads us where we should go, who gives us guidance. No, he gives us mind blowing guidance that lies on more than just this level of guidance we are looking for on this earth. You see, we all want guidance here. We want the practical things like what jobs should I take? Where should I go? But the counsel of Jesus lies on a deeper level as well. Hear what 1 Timothy, what Paul is writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. He says there is one God and there is only one mediator or one counsel between God and man. And that is Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus is not just a counselor, like someone who gives us guidance. Jesus is also our counsel, like someone in the court who would defend us, who would intercede for us. He is our counsel in heaven. He appears in the presence of God and he represents us. He presents our case, our petitions before God. Um, He... He answers to all of the charges against us because that was what the cross of Jesus was for, right? To cover our sin, to cover the charges against us. He's our advocate. He pleads our cause. He calls for God's blessing upon us. So Jesus not only gives us guidance, but he's our counsel and he intercedes between God and us. And that is what is so beautiful. He brings during this Christmas time when we feel like we have to be all things to all people and we need to try to be better parents and we need to find the perfect gifts and make the perfect food. And then church will sometimes remind you that you've made it all about worldly things and you forgot about Jesus and you're like, oh man, now I should try harder to please God. The light of Jesus, the wonderful counselor, brings us peace calms us down knowing that I don't need to try harder but that Jesus is already enough his light is enough he's interceding for us we don't have to do more but we can settle in what Jesus has already done for us I want to tell you with Jesus' counsel we can live like children of a wise father With direction, with purpose in every step we take. But also with the certainty that our direction is not just for this life but also for eternity. That there is a new relationship between me and my creator, between me and my father in heaven. And the whole point that I want to make is the point that Proverbs 11 verse 14 tells us so beautifully. It says, where there is no guidance, where there's no counsel, people will fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. I want to tell you, without the counsel of Jesus, you're always going to be stuck between the forks in the road, not knowing where to go. You're always going to be stuck in this place where you're trying to be good enough, where you're hoping that you can have a relationship with God where you're hoping that your life might have been good enough to earn a place in heaven. But with the counsel of Jesus, you will not only have direction and purpose here on earth, but you have direction and purpose in eternity knowing that my relationship with God has been reconciled through Jesus and that now there is victory for me, not on earth, not just on earth, But also in heaven. I have a place in heaven because of my relationship with Jesus. But not only is Jesus the wonderful counselor. He is also the eternal father. You see the best counsel we can get is from a father. And that is the counsel Jesus wants to give us. And when you read that he's the eternal, the everlasting father... What Isaiah is not trying to say is that Jesus is a father. We've got one God, but we've got three persons. We've got God the Father, and then Jesus the Son is different to God the Father, but then we also have the Holy Spirit. So it's one God, three three persons, and Isaiah is not saying now Jesus is the Father. No, no, Jesus is distinct, but he is a perfect representation of God the Father. That's the first thing that Isaiah is talking about you see in the bible we read in john 10 verse 30 that jesus says i and the father are one and then in verse 38 he continues he says know and understand that the father is in me and i am in the father so we jesus and the father is not the same but still they are one and then in in um, john 14 verse 9 to 10 he tells philip he says have i been I have been with you so long and still you do not know me, Philip. And then he says this, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you sh- say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? You see, when he says Jesus is our everlasting Father, it's not that Jesus is the Father, but Jesus is the Perfect representation of God the Father. If you want to know God the Father, if you want to know what He's like, know Jesus because He's the perfect image of God. He's the exact representation of the Father's being. Jesus alone makes the Father known. So when we read that He's the everlasting Father, we see God the Father in Him, but also... I think when we when he says that Jesus is the everlasting father, it, it is also an analogy. Sam Storms, the theologian, said it, it is a descriptive to Christ's character. So he is fatherly, father-like in his treatment of us. So Jesus, when we read that he's the everlasting father, is not just the one that bridges the gap, that links us to our father in heaven, but he is also like a father. Our mighty God has paternal compassion towards us as his children. Jesus has compassion. He loves us like a father. We can trust him like we will trust our father. He cares for us as a father would care for his children. We read that in Matthew 9 verse 36 when Jesus sees the crowds of people that he was moved with compassion over them because they were were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. It's like a father looking at his children and saying you are lost and I feel for you. I want to guide you. I want to love you. I want to take care of you. Jesus becomes a father when we are adopted into his family. He's a father figure to us that will never die. He will never leave us fatherless. He will never disappoint us. That's who Jesus is. Everything you've ever dreamed that a father could be, an earthly father, whether you had a good father or a bad father, everything you could have ever dreamed a father could be, everything you could have wanted from a relationship with the earthly father, in Jesus we have that. So he shines light into our darkness. He shines light when we don't know what direction to take. He shines, dark, he shines light into the moment when we were disconnected from our father. He shines light into this emptiness, this need we have for a father figure. And if you're all today like Luke, but how do I get this direction? How do I get this counsel from Jesus? How do I get this reconciled relationship with, with God the Father? How do I become a child of Jesus so that I can call Him my Father? It is so simple. John 1 verse 12 says this, To all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. This Christmas, when you hear that light has come, that Jesus came into this world, Jesus didn't come to place more burdens on you. Jesus came to take the burden off your shoulder, to give you counsel, to give you direction, to reconcile you with the Father, to become the Father figure in your life that you've never had, to adopt you as His son, to adopt you as His daughter. You don't want to put a burden on you. You want to take the burden off. This is not about trying to prove that you're enough or trying to do good enough or trying to figure life out on your own. It is finding rest in Him. It is finding His light in your life and following Him and learning that He is enough. Charles Spurgeon said that there is no unfather in Christ. You will always be our father but there is also no unchilding us, we need, we have to be children. And when we realize that the best father we can have lies in Jesus and in God our Father, then we can be children and we can live freely as children, knowing that our Father has got our back, that He's got our counsel, that He will take care of us. So this Christmas, remember that light has come In your darkest moments when you need guidance, when you need direction, when you need counsel. In the moments when you need a father, maybe this Christmas it reminds you of a father you didn't have. Light has come in the moments when you need a father to love and comfort you. He is here for you. He cares about you. He loves you. Light has come to all who believe and accept Jesus as their Savior. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that in the darkest moments of our lives, when we feel confused, when we feel uncertain, when we don't know where to go and how to give our next steps in life, when we feel broken and alone and without a comforter, without a father, without counsel, thank you that in those moments that your light shines through. Thank you that we can find light, that we can find hope, that we can find counsel, that we can find a father in you. I pray that this Christmas, that our hearts will settle in this knowledge. That this Christmas won't be about feeling guilty between juggling, Christmas the way the world celebrates and Christmas the the way the church celebrates. That we won't feel guilty. That we won't try to juggle. That we won't try harder to appease everyone and to be good enough in your eyes. But that we will just settle into this knowledge knowing that you are a father who loves us, who cares for us and who guides us. We pray it in Jesus name. Amen.